wasn't easy. The wall was 20 feet high, jagged and crumbly, with tree trunks crushed into the middle. And Danny had a tricky knee from an injury connected to the misunderstanding at work. Plus, his boots were not exactly made for climbing. They were city boots, hipster boots, somewhere between square-tipped and pointy, his lucky boots. Or so Danny thought a long time ago when he bought them. They needed resoling. The boots were skiddy even on flat city concrete, so the sight of Danny clawing and scrambling his way up 20 feet of broken wall was not a thing he would have wanted broadcast. But finally, he made it, panting, sweating, dragging his sore leg, and hoisted himself onto a flat walkway-type thing that ran on top of the wall. He brushed off his pants and stood up. It was one of those views that make you feel like God for a second. The castle walls looked silver under the moon, stretched out over the hill in a wobbly oval the size of a football field. There were round towers every 50 yards or so. Below Danny, inside the walls, it was black, pure like a lake or outer space. He felt the curve of big sky over his head, full of purplish, torn-up clouds. The castle itself was back where Danny had started out, a clump of buildings and towers jumbled together. But the tallest tower stood off on its own, narrow and square with a red light shining in a window near the top. Looking down made something go easier in Danny. When he first came to New York, he and his friends tried to find a name for the relationship they craved between themselves and the universe. But the English language came up short. Perspective, vision, knowledge, wisdom, those words were all too heavy or too light. So Danny and his friends made up a name, Alto. True Alto worked two ways. You saw, but also you could be seen. You knew and were known. Two-way recognition. Standing on the castle wall, Danny felt Alto. The word was still with him after all these years, even though the friends were long gone. Grown up, probably. Danny wished he'd brought his satellite dish to the top of this wall. He itched to make some calls. The need felt primal, like an urge to laugh or sneeze or eat. It got so distracting that he slithered back down off the wall and backtracked through those same pushy trees, dirt and moss packed under his longish fingernails. But by the time he got back to the gate, his alto was gone, and all Danny felt was tired. He left the satellite dish in its case and found a flat spot under a tree to lie down. He made a pile out of leaves. Danny had slept outside a few times when things got rough in New York, but this was nothing like that. He took off his velvet coat and turned it inside out and rolled it into a pillow at the foot of the tree. He lay on the leaves face up and crossed his arms over his chest. More leaves were coming down. Danny watched them spinning, turning against the half-empty branches and purple clouds, and felt his eyes start to roll back into his head. He was trying to come up with some lines to use on Howie. Like, hey man, you're welcome, Matt could use a little work. Or else, you're paying me to be here, but I'm figuring you don't want to pay your guests. Or maybe, trust me, outdoor lighting is going to rock your world. Just so he'd have some things to say if there was a silence. Danny was nervous about seeing his cousin after so long. The Howie he knew as a kid, you couldn't picture growing up. He'd been wrapped in that pear-shaped girl fat you see on certain boys, big love handles bubbling out of the back of his jeans. 
sweaty, pale skin, and a lot of dark hair around his face. At age seven or eight, Danny and Howie invented a game they'd play whenever they saw each other at holidays and family picnics. Terminal Zeus, it was called. And there was a hero, Zeus, and there were monsters and missions and runways and airlifts and bad guys and fireballs and high-speed chases. They could play anywhere, from a garage to an old canoe to underneath a dining room table, using whatever they found. Straws, feathers, paper plates, candy wrappers, yarn, stamps, candles, staples, you name it. Howie thought most of it up. He'd shut his eyes like he was watching a movie on the backs of his eyelids that he wanted Danny to see. Okay, so Zeus shoots glow bullets at the enemy that make their skin light up, so now he can see them through the trees and then, blam, he lassos them with electric stunner ropes. Sometimes he made Danny do the talking. Okay, you tell it.